Why would you want to be someone else when you could be better by being yourself? Why pretend to be someone you are not when you have something they haven't got? Cheating yourself of the life you have to live deprives others of that only which you can give. You have much more to offer by being just you than walking around in someone else's shoes. Trying to live the life of another is a mistake. It is a masquerade, nothing more than a fake. Be yourself and let your qualities show through. Others will love you more for being just you. Hey, hey, loving beings out there. My name is Debbie Casardi, and this is the Liku Liku podcast with a section called Reach Out, where we share our listeners' message that they leave for us on Anchor, Facebook, or maybe Instagram. But this time around, someone directly messaged Amy Dungin on Instagram, which you can also do, and asked the question, how to be confident? And we thought, hey, That's a great topic, as it allows us to share our personal struggles, that's right, struggles with confidence, despite how we may appear to others. You never know what's going on inside, right? So perhaps you too have been struggling with the issue of confidence. Maybe you have been asking yourself, am I confident? What does it take to have confidence? What does it mean? Should I really fake it till I make it? Hmm, but how do I do that? And is that really helpful or healthy for me? All these questions and so much more on one little power pack word called confidence. We hope you enjoyed and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Liku Liku podcast, It Ain't Funny After All. It is the place where we discuss the deeper, less comfortable experience of being human, and we relate with one another to understand how to better live in a world that has stopped making sense. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reality Bites with Amy D in collaboration with the Liku Liku podcast. Hopefully everybody's doing fine um, or at least keeping your head above water enough to pay attention to our podcast today. I'm your co-host Amy Dangin and as always I don't do this alone. My co-hosts Alan Karu and Devi Kusardi. Hello everyone. Hello there. Hello. Yeah, and in today's episode of the Liku Liku podcast, we are going to do a reach out because we recently uh, received a message in our inbox asking about um, how to be confident. Actually, it was one of the questions that we got when we asked, what are some of the things that you uh, that you want us to talk about on the Liku Liku podcast? And uh, yeah, confidence was one of it. And we decided to do that one because um, we find it funny somehow uh, that people ask us about being confident. When uh, take me, for example, I'm a public figure. I have like uh, lots of followers on my social media accounts. Uh, And also I do a lot of public appearances, acting, um, and so people, I get a lot, of, a lot of comments from people saying that I am confident in the way that I perform. I'm, I'm confident in the way that I speak. How do I be like you? And funny because it's something that I actually struggle with. And it's, it's not just struggling with public appearances, speaking in huge numbers of people in front of huge number of people, but I even find it challenging, especially when I uh, do less of it, to make videos for my social media profiles, like short videos. I'm talking about 20 seconds Instagram story and how that is a struggle. Like even the video, okay, so confession here, let's just put it out there. Even the video 
uh, that I regularly post. I try to regularly mm-hmm. post weekly on the Liku Liku podcast as well as on my profile. Simple videos like that can take me up to, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 takes. So talk about confidence from someone who <laughs> seemed confident on the outside. Mm. And I believe that for all of us here, uh, Alan, Devi, and mm. I myself, we all struggle with confidence. So we are going to share about our personal experiences with confidence, our struggles more of, I feel, uh, with confidence, and maybe even try to unpack why is confidence such an issue in 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 our life? Um, and and also we will be sharing doable or things that helped us and would hopefully help you as well. So stay tuned and uh, yeah, join us in this conversation virtually talking about confidence. Um, Alan seemed to me seems to me like a very confident person as well. Honestly, <laughs> really, <laughs> you you do appear to me like a confident person, but yeah, share with I have us heard arrogant, your but I'm not sure about confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a difference, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk about that, but uh, yeah, I think it was interesting what you started with um, peeling away those layers because a lot of the time, you know, confidence is about being exposed, right? Like. Oh, but if if only people knew the real me, you know, then I wouldn't mm. be accepted. I would be, you know, a social pariah and all that. And for example, even just um, the example of of this uh, this podcast, you know, it's it's not really easy. It doesn't come naturally. We're not like people who are just so confident with with talking all the time and whatnot. But we're doing it because. Uh, we have a good reason to do it, and that mm. really that really really helps. But but other than that, for example, uh, you know, initially we were talking about uh, doing video, and I'm I'm really glad <laughs> that we ended up not really yeah. uh, going for it, at least at the start. You know, to give ourselves a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to adjust and to 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 work things out. Uh, that decision, by the way, was not just because we're we're insecure people, right? It's, it's just because it, it's a lot of extra work. <laughs> we wanted um, to have to the that. foundation strong first. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I also connect with the audio better than, than with just uh, video because, mm. you know, it's challenging to, to keep people entertained on video for one hour when you're just basically sitting, right? Tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, as an MC, you would know something about that, right? <laughs> Virtual hosting, wow. <laughs> yeah, that that must be really, 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 really tough to to do, right? And uh, so, you know, I'm talking from the experience of somebody who has completely blanked on stage. Like, mm. I I literally had a panic attack in front of uh people who were angry because of a project that was delayed and whatnot. And, and, you know, I was there doing a presentation with my boss on a professional trip Mm. and he did not back me up. (laughs) So Mm. it was an absolute disaster. There was no positive story to come out of it. Uh, And I was, I kept my tail between my, uh, between my, uh, my legs for, many, many years until I recovered from it and decided to do it again. And for, for many years, basically, wow. I've been in a professional setting. I would always try to find somebody else to to do the public speaking instead of me. I would give them the numbers. I would give them the data. I would give them whatever had to be said and what were the, the, the impactful points. But I would mm. just, you know, I'm not here. Don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you would do all the work, right? But behind the scene. Yeah, Stay I mean, the it's, yeah. it's still a teamwork, but but basically, I would do whatever it takes to not have to appear until I couldn't right. anymore. But that changed. There was a shift because because I realized that it was not possible anymore. I I had for my own purpose and also for the purpose of what my mission was. I actually had to show as myself, not as my company, not as some kind of. Um, a proposition or a hat that I wear because this is my job description. I'm I'm just showing up as as an actual person because this is what people really need, and especially these days. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's my personal experience. What about you, Debbie? Yeah, um, yeah. So about me, one 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 example I would I would share to tonight is um, being a yoga teacher because that's one of the hats, many hats that I wear, right? Mm. Um, in my life, in my personal life, as well as my career. Um, so, like, like for yoga, I got my certification back in 1999. Like that was the first time I took a teacher's immersion. So before was actually, yoga was cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, before there was like RYT and all this, right? Before yeah. uh, what what do you call it? Yoga Alliance. Mm-hmm. Yoga Alliance was formed uh, 1999, exactly that year, but nobody really know. So anyway, at that time it was called like teacher's immersion. They don't call it like yoga training or teacher's yoga yoga teacher training. So it was a teacher's immersion that prepare people who want to share yoga in a safe way and things like that. So I was supposed to be prepared, right? But I didn't start teaching until um, 2007, around that. Hmm. So that oh, wow. was like what it took me. It eight took years. Me, yeah. yeah, almost eight years, right? To find that, I guess, not not really courage, but the, the, the word confidence. here is confidence, right? <laughs> to be fully confident. And mm. um, actually, um, and the reason why I did that, uh, I realized was because I was trying to fit into other people's uh, jacket. I was trying to wear other people's mask. I was trying to wear other people's hats. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, there's a costume that comes with a yoga teacher, right? Well, we have, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, a, there's a set of attributes, right? And then you have to slip into that yeah. to actually become the yoga teacher, mm. take the charge of the space. Exactly. So the, the, I was so ultra-focused on the outer appearance. The stereotypes. Uh, yeah. So, and, you know, and there's always one more thing that's not, Right. You know, when I, I was already perfecting the pose, I was like, oh, but then my tummy is not six pack enough, you know, that kind of thing. Like, basically, mm. I was trying to appear to be like my teacher or to be like my, you know, at that time to be my uh, like the, the, the senior mentors, you know, the senior students. And it was, um, yeah, it took me all those years and that's that's just yoga it's the same thing with so many other things like with niya technique with with conscious dance it took me years um off after certification i would just keep on taking workshops and 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 more trainings and assisting others assisting teachers just to get more and more and more it felt like or it still feels sometimes that the more i Uh, learn the less I know so Mm. then I have less and less confidence you know so Mm. yeah I mean that's my my sharing it's that uh confidence that comes with optimism at first because we don't really know much so we're just like oh I'm probably going to be okay and then you know you get into the training and you're like oh my god I have to remember all this (laughs) (laughs) what did I do yeah. What was Hope, I thinking? Hopeless yeah. pessimism. But I think it's interesting, right? Because you can actually see that being passed around in the in the actual yoga class. Whereas mm. the teachers sometimes trying to fit that attribute and then it's passed down onto the students and the students become like uptight. Mm. Right? And yeah. and 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 a healing practice becomes uh regiment and everybody has fitness to do the regiment same. yeah 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 and yeah when we talk about confidence i think it's also fair to be specific about mm. what what do we mean by confidence so is it like yeah um this person who reached out to us asking the question how do i be confident right the question the exact question was that how do i be confident and um, uh, we didn't get your name, um, apologies for that. Uh, we actually got it, but it was very hard to pronounce, hence hard to remember. But, uh, hopefully this will still come 
useful to you what we are sharing out here. And to make sure that happens, it's also good to be specific about what kind of confidence are we talking about. Mm, right. Like, yeah, Alan mentioned something about um, arrogance just now, which between the way I look at it, between confidence and arrogance, the lines in between can be very vague. Mm. Like, it, yeah. What do you think is the difference between arrogance and confidence? So maybe there is confidence about speaking in front of a lot of people, confidence in making conversations with other people, because I know so many people also who struggle with socializing even. Yeah. So they, they, they struggle with um, forming relationships, um, much less talking in front of many people in front of an audience. Right. So there's that type of confidence. But there's also being confident generally in life. You get what I'm saying? Especially mm. when you cross certain lines. So, yeah, maybe Al Alan can yeah, share with us. I don't really want to spend too much time on that because I think it's better to connect with our experience mm. um, rather than just focus so hard on, on you know, hardcore science. I don't think people are coming for that. But maybe but, just, just give a, a quick you know, yes, I was going to do that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you don't have any confidence in me, I can tell. So you're reminding me. I'm going to speak about it. So okay. Basically, one, one thing would be to separate uh, self-esteem from confidence. It's not exactly the same thing. So, like, confidence is, mm. you know, if you think about the Latin, it's basically something about trust in the self. Whereas, you know, self-esteem is what is my worth, you know, all things considered, you know, when I'm naked, what is my worth without any of my attributes? That would be the self-esteem, right? And then you have the trust in oneself. And then there's another layer which uh, psychologists are separating, which is right. self-confidence compared to self-efficacy. So you can be confident generally about life and, mm. and you being in it without having any specific confidence of your ability to do something, for example, to give a speech ah. or to, to, you know, impress somebody or to make a good meal or, you know, and that's, if it's about doing something in a specific task, then that's, that's what uh, psychologists call self-efficacy. And those mm. are a little bit different, but for the larger part, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of just put those things together and then, and then, you know, talk about confidence in general and that's, that's fine, you know? It's like, you think you can, but you really cannot. So you think you can dance? <laughs> <laughs> but you really yeah. can't. Right. Yeah. That would be self-efficacy, right? Um, but, but maybe being in front of an audience, you're mm. not doing anything. Like, let's just say you, you are going to go into a place that has a lot of people mm. and everybody's looking at everybody then maybe that's more of a general confidence thing. Do I have the confidence? It's not like I'm forced to strike conversations with people. I don't have a specific task, but am I going to feel confident in that space? Or am I going to feel uh, intimidated? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So another, another thing maybe that I can, uh, I can uh, use to get us started is, is that a trait or is that a state? That's also mm. something that comes up uh, frequently when we want to talk about uh, certain attributes. And uh, is confidence something that you, you, you have it? It's a trait, like a personality trait, and pretty much it doesn't change. You were born with it. Or is Can that, that a happen? state? Well, mm. some people are just naturally more confident than others, right? Mm. But unless you actually really that's do a true. study that, that looks at very, very specifically at trying to, to, to distinguish with twins and whatever uh, ways that scientists have nowadays to be mm. able to differentiate the nature versus the nurture, you, you can't 100% tell which one it is. But right. I think it's fair to say that if, you, if you've been in an environment in which, uh, you, you know, your parents or the people in the learning environment in your school or everywhere outside your social connections, how you interact with people in the playground, if it has been fostering a lot of praise and a lot of, uh, how do you say? Support. Support, yeah, you know, that's the word I was are, looking for. Yeah. Being yeah. nurtured, 
then mm. most likely you're probably going to have more confidence, right. general mm. confidence, right? So yeah. there is that yeah, part. Yeah. But but then the other part, because that doesn't help, right? If it's something that you have at birth or you don't have, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> and then mm. we, can, we can end the podcast and that's it, right? <laughs> but there's the state versus uh, trait. So state is something that you can put yourself into. And something that I would... I would uh, use an, as an example for 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 the audience is something as simple as you know me being being in a foreign country I have no one there I put myself there because I was a very depressed person and I wanted to get myself out of my funk mm. I basically put myself gun to your head Alan you go into those places and you have 5 seconds when you enter the room to actually strike a conversation with complete strangers and things that people say that you, if you research and you look for techniques, you can actually just imagine a time in your life that a friend has told you a joke that made you laugh until you're crying. Mm. And you visualize that joke the minute you're pushing the door. And you, you, you basically embody the sensation that you had right. when you were talking with that friend. And suddenly you just, you're, you're the face of friendliness. And you talk... To a person in that state they're not going to reject you mm. because you're not a threat right but if you yeah. come and you have your own anxiety then that kind of gets passed down and unless you're talking you just happen to have stumbled upon the Dalai Lama right which is compassion for everybody or yeah. a, a yogi then they will actually feel and then when they feel that then they start to react differently and then the rejection can happen. So that's state versus trait. So you can coax yourself mm. into that state of confidence. Yeah, mm. that just reminds me about how I go on up there. In spite of my anxiety issues, in spite of my confidence issues, I still go put myself out there and mm. and and brush aside somehow in the weeks or in the days and up until the hours and minutes before I actually um, perform, go up on stage and make the job happen. Those are the kind of um, thought processes that I would have. Like I would have, okay, for example, the process would go like this. I get a job offer. Hey, are you free on this date? Mm. We need an MC. And I would say, oh, money. Okay, yay, let's do it. And say, ha uh, and happily say yes. And then a few minutes later, I'll go like, <laughs> oh, my God, what do I wear? What do I say? What do I know about this event? Oh, my God, the big people are going to be there. How? What am I going to say? What if I make a fool of myself? So those kind of conversations yeah. would start. And um, I'm not saying I've known how to do this since days before, but it ca it comes with practice. Uh, of course, it got strengthened with um, therapy and other tools and techniques that I learned in therapy to help me, how would I put it, um, restructure the pathways in my brain from being so destructive. Mm. Because I have had experiences where I literally broke down and cried before, mm. a book, before a show and I wanted to leave. Left that I did. Until somebody else came and, sa and said to me, what if I go up with you on stage? Okay. <laughs> you know, so um, that's how bad it has gotten for me. Because I also, because, I mean, I became like that because I've also had worse experiences where I actually had a mental block mm. um, while the performance was ongoing. So that's why I could relate so much to what Alan was saying when he was sharing his experience. So yeah. over the years and with practice... I've come to learn how to counter um, all those uh, voices, that tone of language in my head that tells me that, that I'm going to screw up and try to change that instead to becoming, um, what if it works out? What if you do well? Um, you know, these things are not true because the future has yet to happen. You don't know how it's going to turn out. Okay. What's making you say all these things? Let's go. Okay, you lack preparation. So why don't we spend some time on pre preparing yourself? So, yeah, 
that's how I, um, I, I handle the situations that I put myself okay. in. And hopefully that would, that could be something that um, the audience out there who struggle with confidence can try and uh, do on yourselves as well. It's it's beautiful what you did, Amy. I don't know if you realize because it's it's a carbon copy of the uh, that you know hero's journey, where mm. you just go, oh, money! I got a job. Awesome! I'm going to be able to spend it on stuff. And then it's like, wait, what do I have to do in return? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and just falling into the pit of despair, and then becoming your own worst enemy. It's like yeah. you should be cheering for yourself, right? When I say you should, it's not like you should. It's just we 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 would think that we would be cheering for ourselves, but instead we're just basically throwing ourselves into a dark pit and, you know, don't come up, you know, mm-hmm. until you you have to act. Like when you're down there, like what I described as well, it's not like somebody, well, in that case, you were kind of saved by by somebody, which can happen sometimes, but it's not always reliable, right? Yeah. So we have to kind of change from being our worst enemy to become our best friend. And that's something yeah. that we don't learn. Hmm. Right? And, and in a way, self-talk is something that is a little bit ridiculed. Hmm. Especially mm. in certain community, like if yeah. if you're more on the macho side and whatnot, you know, no no offense, guys, um, <laughs> but we don't we don't generally um, tend to encourage those things, and you know, we it's it's not a very good good place because I don't know if you remember, but uh, you remember the show Ali McBeal? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way back, so like with 1999, so the old yeah. schoolers. But uh, there, there was a, a scene where one of the guys, I never knew the names, but he was basically talking to himself in front of the mirror in the, in the toilet before he had to do something that he was not mm-hmm. confident doing. And while he was doing that, there was a Barry White song in the back, right? But people would actually make fun of that, like, that like, yeah, like it's yeah. not okay. But if you actually read articles about what the Navy SEALs do when they're in a tough spot, they talk to themselves too. Yeah, because you have no one down there in the in in the pit, and your oxygen is running out, and you're entangled in some cables, and it's pitch dark, and you cannot see anything. You only got yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah. is it possible for people to not know how to self-talk themselves into being more useful in such a situation? I mean, yeah, could it be possible that people don't even know how to start with? Talking to themselves, um, like it's a, an idea that's alien to them. Well, five years ago, how how do you think you would have fared with uh, exactly talking why nicely I, to yeah, yourself? Yeah, exactly why I asked the question because I'm trying to recall as well. How did I manage to get to this point of being able to do that um, on demand? Like, okay, yeah, and you need you, to protect yourself. Yeah. How did you overcome the barrage of self-blame that you got? Um, I've always been the kind of person who talks to myself. And I believe everybody does it, just that no one admits it. Like, you wake up in the morning and you ask yourself, what clothes am I going to wear today? You are talking to yourself. Word. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. So, but, yeah. But, like, what Alan just described, I've always felt ashamed of admitting that. And... You know, we were mentioning also off screen, off the record, Gollum versus Smeagol. And that kind of um, characters are portrayed as crazy, cuckoo, not right. Don't listen to these people. They're crazy. They talk to themselves. But actually, that's what we need, especially in a generation of people who were not parented, um, Mm. who were not raised in the kind of environment that gives us enough, uh, enough kind of talk to grow, like there's more criticism, mm. um, Very right? Very critical parent, critical yeah. Asian parents. <laughs> yeah, Asian parenting, hello. Yes. You've caused this Are much trauma. Are you going trauma. to be featured on the next uh, Crazy Rich Asian, Amy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, and I think that's that explains a lot about why we, a lot of people now struggle with confidence issues, struggle with um, socializing even or um, forming relationships, right? I think 
I think one of the thing that we usually because you mentioned Asian parenting, right? So mm. I think it's the word confidence. Like, what is it? What does it mean? I think a lot of times when when our parents, uh, or even at school, or you know when we first learn what confidence mean, we we didn't really understand. Mm. Does that make sense? Like. What, you know, what's the meaning behind this confidence? What is this having this being confident for? What is the purpose? What did you, what did you actually think it was back then when you were trying to learn it and you were still young and struggling with it? Always to be correct, to, to be, uh, it's all Proper. about self, self-efficacy as well, right? Being very, very efficient. And that's why. Uh, the example that I gave you earlier about about uh, me being, you know, uh, getting my certification back in 1999, but I didn't start actually teaching and sharing uh, with people like seven, eight years later. You see, mm. it's like you you have to appear perfect. You have to be, um, you have to embody somebody else that's yeah. not necessarily a healthy thing to do for you. You have to fit into a certain mold. You have to fit into a certain mold. Yeah, you have to look a certain way, and that is confidence. You have to appear a certain way. And if you wear a certain hat or you wear a certain mask that comes with a series of attributes, well, you better carry those attributes with you along, you know. And when you tick, yep, 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 I've got all those attributes that fit my mask, that fits my hat, that fits the wardrobe that I'm wearing. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm confident. But really, mm. are you? Right? So I think yeah. like, I think it's so important to unpack, for lack of a better word, you know, that word confidence or being confident. Why? Mm. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to be confident? Yeah. Mm. That reminds me of, uh, some points you made also in our conversation in regards to confidence, Devi, about masked confidence versus authentic confidence. Mm. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly the other type of confidence that um, we may not have talked about. When you're confident, when you say confidence, is it confidence in doing a certain task mm. or is it being confident in life? in general yeah having to find that meaning right hmm. i think what you were trying to say devi i mean you were kind of going around it and without completely touching it is that um in my experience what we what we thought was confidence when we were growing up was how you impress others mm. like if you're impressive yes then that's how you do it hmm. People are just taken aback by how impressive you are. Yeah. Yeah, you woo your audience. Yeah. But the issue with that, right, is that you are working on their terms because you have to know what they find to be impressive. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of lose yourself by doing that. And and I think that's the some of those discussions that we had offline is how many years have we all lost? Mm, yeah. trying to figure out what it would take to impress other people and trying to get in their space and, and just, okay, if I had a Ferrari, I'm pretty sure I could get any girl, you know, or I could, you know, people will not laugh about me. Or, you know, if I wore the, the right kind of clothes with the right mm. kind of designer, or if I was actually this kind of job, I had this kind of, job at this kind of company you know i'm like an executive at google or amazon mm, yeah you know i am not a joke i am somebody to be contended with you know like i'm important mm. yeah but what happens when you don't have that job anymore you know what, what happens when very simple thing you have a ferrari okay now you go overseas what do you have to show to be confident <laughs> right you can't take the car with you Right? You can't always wear the same kinds of clothes or whatever. What, what, if, what if somebody was to find you naked? Right? Can we be caught? Like, is that not never going to happen? Is it possible? Like, no matter what, like, we need to, to find ways that 
being who we are is not something that we have to be ashamed of. Yeah. And haven't people figured that out already with the pandemic, right? We're sitting here with all of the clothes that we spent our monthly salary on, clothes, handphones, and then you find out you cannot, you couldn't use it for the next two years because of why there's, there's a pandemic. I mean, like, right. uh, does that make us wake up from our superficial understanding about what confidence or success in life means, right? Mm. There's so much value being placed on the outside, I would say. Right. Well, um, when it comes to the pandemic, I think people are still using their tops. I'm not sure about the, the bottom part of the clothing <laughs> section. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. unless yeah. unless for Devi, because she's a dancer, so she can probably be seen full body on the on the Zoom conference call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Maybe, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, but... you know, very simple example, you, you know, of, and, and I think maybe some of the people in the audience that are still in that dating phase of their life might relate to it is how much time do we spend trying to look good and, and be in a certain way that's, it's not congruent. Like, yeah. you know, you try to to impress the person being a person that you're not. And how many dates is it going to take for that person to figure out that you, you this is all uh, an act? This is not who that person's actually going to be dating. And if that person's doing that same game on the other on the other side, who are you going to be marrying later? Yeah. Yeah. So don't fake it till you make it. No, don't. <laughs> Let's burn that. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, Debbie was saying something about that, yeah. Yeah, I can't, you know what, that's, that's one quote that I never liked. Just like that quote, uh, no pain, no gain. Uh. Like the first time I heard that, you know, I had like, ooh, it doesn't sit well with me. Go big or go <laughs> home. Just, yeah, yeah. What? So like fake it till you make it. It's like, no, no, you know, do suffer if you have to, you know, do what you got to do till you make it. And find that meaning. I think it's really important. Mm. How because, does that relate specifically to confidence? Um, well, when you know why, when you know why you're doing what you're doing, mm, like when you know, like let's say for Amy, like when you go up there and talk in front of the audience, why are you there? Other mm. than from the for the money, for example, right? Is this it's really just for the you? money, though? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but then also, you know, is the money then going to be for something else? What I'm saying is like True. if you yeah, have yeah. a bigger intention, purpose. yeah, or or a bigger uh, mission, or mm. or some kind of, you know, plan that that is more uh, congruent to you, you know, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that sits um, better best with you, then I feel like then the, that confidence is real because you're showing mm. up for you. I think the problem is when you, when we, well, especially for me, like I know every time I try to show up to appear confident, but I'm actually doing it for others to, to, or, or rather to fit, not to serve others, not to mm. doing a, a social service, no, but doing it, to to fit into what the general or mass expectations mm. you know what other people expect of me when i don't even want to be on that path you know i didn't i didn't even want to be on that uh, path for example i go back to the yoga again because i use it as, as that example i didn't want to be that kind of yoga teacher mm -hmm. i wanted to be more of a yoga therapist you know, a yoga for healing. I wanted to go deeper, actually. And that's why I was struggling for seven years. So even though I was, was you know, I could, I know how to cue a class. I know how to give a, a comment. You know, I know, I know how to be an instructor, but I still was not, uh, I guess, satisfied. Mm. And I kept searching because I was in the wrong path. Mm. Does that make sense? Because I was trying yeah, yeah. to be be confident, but not really something that is true to me, true mm. to what I want. So I was actually showing up for other people's expectations of me. 
Yeah, a lot no. of people today also show up to have beautiful Instagram feed. Like a lot of people <laughs> yeah. are doing things for the sake of having, of being able yeah. to curate their Instagram feed. Oh, I know so many of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, what's the intention behind that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. because if you if you have a beautiful feed, but you're you're doing that with a conscious intention to attract people that you're going to be able to benefit mm. and to make a change mm. in society, I don't really have a problem with that. But if it's just all about, we're basically going to go into since Devi's talking about yoga. What, what's the ego and what's the soul? Mm. What's the soul in that? Like the ego is is all about taste. It's about what I want, the brands, it's about the glitter, it's about the, the shiny stuff. The soul doesn't care about any of that. It just wants to 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 be on the path to meaning. Right. Yeah. And those are those are things that we, we, we can lose track of. And sometimes even religious people don't even consider that. You know, it's just well, if I go to 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 church or if I go to the mosque, then I'm going to heaven. But We can't want something in return. We need to do the act because we want to do the act, period. Not because we expect something in return. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's kind of a sense of service slash, slash sacrifice yeah. to that. Mm. And, and if you're doing something that you don't want, I think it's a bit difficult to understand and to really grasp when you're in your teens and in your early 20s, because it takes a bit of perspective to realize how much you've been grinding before you can realize that that's not what you want. You have to have tried mm -hmm. it first mm -hmm. right. before you can really realize. I think there are some young people who are much more mature, like, I don't know, I'm just gonna, you know, like that Greta Fernberg or mm. whatever. I don't think she was trying to look beautiful on that stage. You know, she's... She, she, clearly has a sense of mission that goes beyond herself when she's doing that. Mm, yeah. And she doesn't care if people are going to like her, her or not. Or like yeah. Her. yeah. It's just like, yeah. like me, don't like me. I'm here to stay. I have a message. Mm. Right. So yeah. that would be an example. You don't necessarily have to try and make people so angry, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of, Uh, good stuff in there in our conversation in the last 10 minutes, especially about setting the intention. Mm -hmm. And I think um, to the listener who wrote in asking about how to be confident, I think mm. um, we can all agree that start with what do you want to be confident for? Yep. Who do you want to be confident for? What is the intention behind you wanting to be confident? Is it to impress other people and yeah. for what is it to learn how to show up for yourself and for what yeah. right or is it to um i'm gonna make sure she sees this on my feed instagram post and let her see that i am living this <laughs> this kind this of life lifestyle. you know like yeah this <laughs> lifestyle and and look cool you know so i think um that's one of the first steps that Um, you can look into if you're struggling with confidence. Why do you want to be confident? What are you doing it for? Yeah. Right? Yep. And and we are in the solution section and I think it's good for everyone to share yeah. what would be a doable action for people who struggle with confidence. Something that they can try. Like for me, I shared um, in this podcast about having internal discussions with yourself, talking to yourself right? Self-talk. That's one thing you can try. Um, how about uh, you, Devi? <laughs> I, I know you go back to the body a lot, which is yeah. which makes a lot of sense. But It's getting boring. I know people. Are no, like, it doesn't. Not, not once you understand why, though, how, yeah. how things relate, how the movement of our body determines the quality of our health in general. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You said it. Um, so for me, uh, you know, having conf having no confidence is a dis-ease, right? Mm. You are not at ease. <laughs> so mm. you are without ease. There's no ease. And mm. so there's no confidence. Um, so how do you find ease? 
how do you be in that state of ease, right? Is uh, finding who you are. Really, I think if we, um, if the school system that I went to and, <laughs> you know, my Asian parenting and, you know, if they were, were better, all of that, uh, when I grew up, I think I would have found myself earlier. And right. So I think for me, the dance, why I always go back to the body, especially movement, like mm. conscious movement, uh, where you are um, really in touch with uh, not just the movement, but the sensations that you feel in your body with each move, with each breath that you take. Um, so the dance, your your real dance, your inner dance, um, is something that can actually take you there to where you really understand who you are and where you want to be, where you want to go. Maybe not necessarily where you want to be yet, but it gives you clarity of where you want to go, what you want to be. So then the confidence will just come naturally. It will mm. come. So, yeah, I just want to share a quote uh, from Gabriel Roth. <clears throat> mm. uh, the dance is not where we lose ourselves. We do lose ourselves in the dance, especially when we get into the groove and dancing. And, you know, we do. We get into a trance state sometimes or ecstatic state. But the dance is not where we lose ourselves, but where we find ourselves. When we take time to be still after the dance, to find that stillness, we come into meditation. This is when you actually find yourself. And I've used this many, many times in my life whenever I'm losing a grip. When I lose grip, I'm in a state of dis-ease. Mm -hmm. I don't have confidence. I have zero confidence. I just want to mm -hmm. die and collapse or give up. That's when I lose confidence. So whenever I dance, even if it's for five minutes, like, like let's say I know tonight, okay, tonight I have to show up for a, let's say, a conference right? By 5 a.m. that morning, that same day, I would be freaking out. Like my palms would start sweating even the day before. Like, what am I going to wear? And I still have that yeah, yeah, till now, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it's those anxiety. Being Relatable. Anxious. Yeah. So... She said it. Still, still <laughs> focusing. Yeah, you said again, relatable. So still focusing on the outer appearance. It's still there with me. Um, uh, even now. So then what I would do is I would dance. So if the show is at 8 p.m., if, if I have to show up at 8 p.m., then I would dance maybe at 4.30 or 5. And I do that also before a dance theater performance or, and it helps so much. Just for five minutes, put on something, music, if you have it. If not, then just just dance, just move. Yeah. Just You're sway. doing it, Amy. Just sway. Yeah, yeah. And it starts there. And your feet, once you do that, and um, I don't know if it makes sense to you, the audience, but you see, once you do that, then your brain does not, you're not in your brain anymore. You're not so much in the head. Yeah. Right. You allow your body to lead. You allow your feet to take you where you need to be, mm. which will then make you confident yeah i feel it takes does practice that make sense? yeah it I does it I does talk, it's like i go it's round not and the round. kind of stuff that you can make sense of if you don't try it like yeah you 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 cannot process all that stuff with your brain anybody who's listening it's it's not about understanding it with the upper part of the brain if if yeah. we don't have the experience of having done that then we cannot make sense of it yeah right and for anybody who's unconvinced that movement is very, very important, even if we're talking about confidence and speaking on stage or something that has nothing to do with, with dancing and whatever, what happens when we have zero confidence? We're frozen. Zero movement. <laughs> yeah. So this, this the is head. the absolute proof that you need. If, if you don't work with your body, you cannot have the confidence. And, and like in the, 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 the little example that I said, just tell yourself a joke before you actually go into a room. 
that's exactly what it is. It's it's basically working with the body first. Yeah. Because your body is just getting flushed with all the sensations that it got when that thing was happening. And if you're dancing, you can actually remember a time where you actually felt good in your body. Mm. Which actually, when we think about it, a lot of us don't really have too many memories that we can summon at any time where we actually feel comfortable in our body. And if we don't have that, how are we going to feel comfortable on stage? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Very, and, very and, important. And yeah, like I said, it, it takes practice. Um, like yeah. what both of you said, it's, it could, for some people, it could be something that's so alien to them yeah. to, to do. And so, yeah. um, Alan, maybe you want to share about what would be uh, an option Maybe if yeah, I'm going to be more practical yeah. because yeah. Um, basically I'll just say you know check Mel Robbins for example she's a motivational speaker right she's mm. she's high in demand and uh, check her out she's when she speaks about herself you'll see that she's a total mess sometimes <laughs> and she she still pulls it off why because she has learned how to actually make it happen mm. it's not about how it right. looks behind the scenes, behind the curtain and all that, you know, you can be changing your clothes five minutes before the performance and not wearing the right size and everything and still pull it off as long as you have the right rituals. And right. before, way before she became popular with her five second rule, you know, that's the gun to your head that I was um, using back then to get me uh, out of my depressed state because mm. it's a state. I can change it if I want to. But I need to act before my brain starts to tell me what to do. Because the minute, no, not the minute, but let, it takes what, maybe 20 seconds? Imagine yourself trying to ask a girl on a date. How many seconds, or, or a boy if you're a girl, or transgender, pick whatever you, you, you think as a potential partner, right? How many seconds do you think it takes to your brain to start telling you that you're not the right person, that she's probably going to reject you, that you're not wearing the right clothes, that you're going to look too poor, too rich, too like this, too like that. There's going too to be fat, a million. Too thin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I can't even come up with how many things, but it's going to come up. It's a guarantee. Yep. So the guarantee is you wanna you wanna short circuit that, and that means give yourself five seconds to do that one simple thing that you know in your gut that you need to do. Because then what you can do as a second step is what are the consequences of me not doing that thing? Mm. We yeah. often pay very heavy consequences. If I don't work on my confidence, I will never live the life that I want. Yeah. And I, my, my universe is going to start shrinking into something small because I start avoiding all the things that make me uncomfortable. That's not a price I'm willing to pay. And that's why, for example, me doesn't really feel like I should be here, I'm actually talking on a podcast. Why? Because I don't want to be a, a life of hiding, right? Mm. So put structures at the second step, put structures that keep you in check so you continue to do the work to nurture your confidence. And the last point is have the meaning. Work on your inventory. What is the meaning for you to actually go out there and get the stuff that you need? Because there will be plenty of days that you're not going to feel like waking up or doing that thing. But if it's for something that is bigger than you, chances are you are going to do it anyway. Because it's too, it's too big to, to not do. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I have to say. Yeah. But sometimes also it's not that easy, right? Sorry, Amy. I was yeah, going to say yeah. something. It's not as easy, right? So I know like in, in a dance practice, because Amy, just now you mentioned like, you know, then maybe some people won't be able to do it. So again, I think in some cases, it's really, really difficult. Uh, con you know, having confidence seems simple, but it can also be tricky mm -hmm. when you have uh, a, a, some trauma maybe happened to you mm -hmm. or you've had... Uh, you know, really an experience of severe bullying. Um, yeah. So uh, then it's good if you have uh, a coach or, you yeah. know, go through therapy 
You know, there's nothing wrong with that, really. I mean, if you want to progress, sometimes you need to reach out and ask for help, right? I think, Alan, you wanted to say something on this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is, is the, was this going to be the first episode that uh, Alan doesn't speak about trauma, right? <laughs> <laughs> we almost got yeah. there, but uh, no, or sorry. Or Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can if you want, Amy. Go ahead. No, I was going to uh, say to those people, if after trying all these steps that we've shared with you, simple and doable steps, the five second rule, going back to the body, dance more, move more, have internal discussions. If all of these things seem, still seem undoable, mm. I know for a lot of people that the even the idea of it seems hard to grasp. Yeah, anxiety Consider, is high, yeah, right? Yeah. Because of like what David mentioned, unresolved trauma. In regards mm -hmm. to so many things, right, that we cannot even pinpoint, where did it start? Consider going through therapy because um, this was where I was going to get at when I was explaining about how did I overcome. Um, I got better with my mental thought processes because as a result of understanding more by going to therapy. Um, my experience with therapy introduced to me terms like um, having internal family discussions, um, reparenting yourself. And these were all stuff that finally uh, talking to myself made sense. Mm. It doesn't seem crazy anymore to, to talk to myself in my head. There were explanations, like psychological mm. explanations to what, how important these things are. So, um, again, things like this may not be easy to understand, especially if we try to do it alone. You don't have to anyway. We're not meant to do stuff right. alone, right? So, right. yeah, consider going to therapy. That was where I was going to get at. Mm. Mm. And yeah. and be gentle to yourself. Just because I said go into your head doesn't mean that you have to be a mean person. Give yourself a kick <laughs> in the butt to actually do it, but be gentle to yourself. Whatever you come up with, if you're shooting a video for IG or you're writing a page for an essay or a book or poetry that you're doing, just congratulate yourself for actually showing up and doing it. It's not being mean and being a surgeon, a drill surgeon, you know, it's not about that. It's just continuing to do the thing until we become more comfortable with it. It's a practice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for you, uh, the audience, we forgot the name. <laughs> Um, who who wrote to us and reach out, I think that's already a step forward. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. That's a positive move. That's a cool move right there. It is. <laughs> to <laughs> be able make. to say out loud. Yeah. And to, yeah. that you struggle with confidence. Not a lot of people are going to admit that or can admit that when in fact a lot of people struggle with it. Yep. Um, yeah, so any last useful things that we want to share with our audience because we are running out of time i think, I think we did we, we covered, covered a lot <laughs> well yeah. good confidence i have a bunch of quotes <laughs> that i'm dying to share but we'll do okay, it in every it's episode. okay debbie <laughs> <laughs> that will be other episodes okay. we're considering introducing All a right. section with a quote of the day yes <laughs> yeah yeah and debbie's gonna be on that yeah <laughs> but yeah anyway guys uh, that was a good chat guys y'all are still trying to change yeah guys. it's hard right it is Have changing confidence. is hard yeah I, I just taught a new mantra to my kids good habits takes practice good habits take practice yeah so it's a matter of doing it every time every time every time especially when you're not used to the idea mm-hmm yeah so thank you Alan thank you Devi um, for you, sharing your you. insights and also thank you to the audience who are tuning in or have been tuning in to us uh, keep them coming do continue to connect with us reach out to us and let us know what are the things that you struggle with um, especially in our experiences of being human yes yeah take care and stay safe stay open stay curious till the next episode of liku liku podcast this is liku liku, liku. out, out. out.
know I'm a Japanese tourist, I'll tell you if I had a good holiday after I look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs>